0: Hi, this is Daniel from Storytime of Daniel, and I'm with... Michael. We are going to talk about poverty and how to get out of it. What do you... How did you get your job? I got my job
1: because in high school and before high school, I always liked working on cars, uh... Well, on lawnmowers, anything with an engine, I used to work on. So I liked it a lot. Um, And then when I was in high school, I took auto class. I took body shop class. I took metal working class. Um, So I learned a lot about that. Um, So I decided after school that I really didn't want to go the college route. I went to technical school and I didn't I didn't want to go to automotive school because I knew a lot about automotive, so I went to diesel school. Learned how to fix diesels and hydraulics and air brakes and stuff I hadn't known nothing about. So I went to that. I went to school for six months. Learned what they were teaching, got it and then um, after that I came back and I got a job as an apprentice um, actually I got a job as a technician uh, rebuilding fuel pumps for diesel engines uh, I did that for a while uh, I really didn't like it because it was not in a shop it was kind of more of just piecework. yeah all you did all day was one thing, look at a pump, rebuild it, get another pump, rebuild it. Um, so I got a job. I got a, uh, a tip or like a networking thing from my automotive teacher. He told me to go um, go, go apply over here at a job. And um, I went there and I became a wool apprentice I worked on Volvo's for four years in an apprenticeship program. I learned everything there was about Volvo's
0: and that's what I did. So, what other cars did you work on except Volvo when you started out? Uh,
1: In my work experience, I've worked on mostly Volvo, but I've cross-trained in. Sobs, they don't make Sobs anymore. Mitsubishi, Mercedes, Cadillac, Dodge, Chevy, every Chevy. Yeah. Porsche, Volkswagen, and Audi.
0: So, what kind of cars did you have? and have any of them broken down did you have to fix that at your house on the side of the road Uh, when i was when i first started
1: driving i bought a uh, a 78 nova Um, that car broke all the time Uh, and i fixed it all myself i always fixed cars myself I, I had, I used to work, I used to do the repairs because we didn't have a garage, and we didn't have a, we had a um, gravel driveway at the house, so I did most of, most, most of the repairs in the street right out in front of the, drive, in the, in the, right in front of the house, so I was one of those people that you guys all make fun of. Working in front of their house, on their car.
0: So what is that that car? Do they still make it? Nova? Yeah. No.
1: Let me tell you, by the time I was 18, I had a Nova. I had a Firebird. I had an Escort. I had a Monte Carlo, a Camaro, a Datsun, and a Ford Galaxy. Those are the, I've had seven cars in two years. So I'd buy cars, fix them, sell them and buy other cars for a little bit more money so I always got a little bit better car and I did that just by fixing selling and
0: buying stuff like that that's it folks you have been with story time with Daniel and Michael and a good evening this is story time with Daniel and Michael this is episode 2 Today we're talking about poverty. What do you think about poverty, Michael?
1: I don't think poverty is a good thing. Um, Poverty, I mean, the word doesn't even sound good. Um, But what is there to do about it, right? That's what everybody always says, what should we do about poverty? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion going around about raising the minimum wages, about you know everybody should give money that from the rich to give to the poor, like Robin Hood. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of that stuff is a slippery slope. You can kind of know what that means. Yes. If you start down it,
0: it's it, going to get harder gets, to get out.
1: It, yeah. I go. So let's say. Minimum wage for everybody is $15 an hour versus the seven something it is now. So you're paying $3 for a sandwich at McDonald's.
0: Yeah.
1: At the $7 range, because that's, let's say, most of your people that work at McDonald's are in the $7 to $10 range per hour. So now you're in the $15 per hour range. And everybody's in the $15 per hour range. That hamburger is gonna go up also, as well as everything else. Everything's everything works on everything else. So if if one thing goes up, everything else goes up. And so, so the people that were in poverty before at $7 an hour are still gonna be in poverty at $15 an hour. Because let's say I make $30 an hour, I'm gonna need to make $37 an hour to live at where I'm used to living at. So everybody's gonna get, I mean, all you're gonna do is move the slide to the right a little bit and everything's gonna stay the same. Unfortunately, in where we live, taxes run up. That's just how it works. Yeah. I go, you know, if. And should we give people free money for anything? No. I don't believe people should get free money. I believe that people should try to work as hard as they can. And if they need help with stuff, they can get We help. have programs to help. And then we have you know programs for food, for for, for you know, women in crisis, for, you know, health healthcare, housing assistance, food assistance. And as long as you're working and trying, and I believe that we should help. But I don't believe that we should be giving handouts or I don't think that we should be just out supporting money for free. people for free.
0: Yeah. You know, because that doesn't teach anybody anything. So. Do you know anybody that was, had, was like, deal with poverty?
1: Yes. Well growing up, I don't know if you know, but your dad dad didn't live in the most most wealthiest people. Yeah. Um there was times where we I mean, we always had electric and we always had a house. But But there were times where uh you know, we had to get a chicken and it lasted for a week or we had to Uh, At that time, we used to collect soda pop bottles and return them. There was times where my mom had to return soda pop bottles to buy groceries to have dinner. And there was times where we couldn't even go to dinner at my grandma's house because my parents didn't have money to get the gas to get to and from my, my parents' house, my grandparents' house. So during, you know, and they worked hard. And they both worked, and my mom worked, and my dad worked. They did everything they could. They did what they could, and then slowly, with hard work, just like everything else, you learn stuff and, and you move up. And you know, even if you're making seven dollars an hour, and you're good at what you do, there's always all that stuff always gives you opportunity to move up. Right? If you if you just think that this is as good as you're gonna get, that's as good as you're gonna get. If you always think that you can be better, you can always move up.
0: That's what I think. And that's it for episode two. See you next episode. It's been you, your host, Daniel, and a guest, Michael. And have a nice day. Bye-bye. This is episode three with Daniel. And Michael Michael. We are talking about what it takes to be a technician slash engineer. How did how do you have to be an engineer? What do you have to take? Mechanic.
1: Um, so so everybody, you know, when I first started going to be a mechanic, it was twenty 20- six eight years ago it wasn't the best it was a good choice but it was, it was looked down upon and it's still looked down upon because it's a trade um, people think that you don't make a lot of money in trades or people think that you don't um, you're not smart in a trade um, well, let me tell you there's certain things that we need you need to know. You need to know, you know. I I do most mostly the things I do now are electrical, computer, uh networking problems, um, wiring issues, programming issues. Uh that's about sixty percent of my job versus only forty percent mechanical. Um and it's a, it, it, you have to go to you, you have to go to classes every year, so for over the last 20 years, twenty eight years, I've probably been to two weeks of classes per year, just to keep up and to learn new things of of um, of what's new and exciting and happening in the world. Of, you know, tech being a technician. Um, is the work hard? Yes, the work's hard. The hours are long. Um, and it's expensive. Uh, my outlay in tools and, um, outlay of tools and equipment, I probably have over 120 minutes of $120,000 in tools and you know that took that long took me a long time to get it but you know it's a big big cost for people to to think of when they're going through this profession and I don't think that the people who get their cars worked on know that each mechanic has to have all their own tools and mostly just to be a a new apprentice you'd have to have about $5,000 in tools just to get the basics, basic amount of stuff to work on cars. Um, and they also think that since a dealer or something charges $160 per, car. Per, per hour of work in the shop that that's what we're making. We're not making that. We're not even making half of that. Making like... It's only about 25%. It's 25%. Give or take a few percentage points. Um... Of that rate. So... And... uh, If you're good at it, you make a lot of money. And if you're not good at it, you don't make any money yet. Um... The way the system is set up is if I go to work and I don't work on any cars, I can make no money for the week. I have to have cars. Everything's all commission. So the more stuff I work on and fix, the more things I, the more money I make. And if I don't fix something right that comes back, and let's say the dealership wants to give that away to a customer. I, I am fault. usually the person who has to pay for that. That's not The dealership doesn't need it, or the company doesn't need it. The technician needs it. He has to pay for the labor out of his own pocket, so he fixes it for free. And sometimes he even has to pay for the parts to fix it. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we have in the print. I have... Uh, and a lot of responsibility because if we leave something loose, if we, you know, and the customer, you know, gets in an accident, it's all back on us. So it's not like every person in the world can be a mechanic, it's just like every person in the world can't be a doctor.
0: So there you go. This is going to be it for episode three. This has been a good episode with. Michael, and your host Daniel. Have a nice day. (laughs)